Welcome to the reading, A Course in Miracles, Chapter 13, Part 7, Attainment of the Real World. Sit quietly and look upon the world you see and tell yourself, the real world is not like this. It has no buildings and there are no streets where people walk alone and separate. There are no stores where people buy an endless list of things they do not need. It is not lit with artificial light and night comes not upon it. There is no day that brightens and grows dim. There is no loss. Nothing is there but shines and shines forever. The world you see must be denied for sight of it is costing you a different kind of vision. You cannot see both worlds, for each of them involves a different kind of seeing and depends on what you cherish. The sight of one is possible because you have denied the other. Both are not true, yet either one will seem as real to you as the amount to which you hold it dear. And yet their power is not the same because their real attraction to you is unequal. You do not really want the world you see for it has disappointed you since time began. The homes you built have never sheltered you. The roads you made have led you nowhere and no city that you built has withstood the crumbling assault of time. Nothing you made, but has the mark of death upon it. Hold it not, dear, for it is old and tired and ready to return to dust, even as you made it. The aching world has not the power to touch the living world at all. You could not give it that, and so although you turn in sadness from it, you cannot find in it the road that leads away from it into another world. Yet the real world has the power to touch you even here because you love it. And what you call with love will come to you. Love always answers. Being unable to deny a call for help or not to hear the cries of pain that rise to it from every part of this strange world you made but do not want. All that you need to give this world away in glad exchange for what you did not make is willingness to learn the one you made is false. You have been wrong about the world because you have misjudged yourself. From such a twisted reference point, what could you see? All seeing starts with the, with the perceiver, who judges what is true and what is false, and what he judges false he does not see. You who would judge reality cannot see it, for whenever judgment enters reality has slipped away. Out of mind is out of sight, because what is denied is there, but is not recognized. Christ is still there although you know him not. His being does not depend upon your recognition. 
He lives within you in the quiet present and waits for you to leave the past behind and enter into the world he holds out to you in love. No one in this distracted world but has seen some glimpses of the other world about him. Yet while he still lays value on his own, he will deny the vision of the other, maintaining that he loves what he loves not, and following not the road that love points out. Love leads so gladly. As you follow him, you will rejoice that you have found his company and learned of him the joyful journey home. You wait but for yourself. To give this sad world over and exchange your errors for the peace of God is but your will, and Christ will always offer you the will of God in recognition that you share it with him. It is God's will that nothing can It is God's will that nothing touch his son except himself, and nothing else comes nigh unto him. He is as safe from pain as God himself, who watches over him in everything. The world about him shines with love, because God placed him in himself where pain is not, and love surrounds him without end or flaw. Disturbance of his peace can never be. In perfect sanity, he looks on love, for it is all about him and within him. He must deny the world of pain the instant he perceives the arms of love around him. And from this point of safety, he looks quietly about him and recognizes that the world is one with him. The peace of God passeth your understanding only in the past. Yet here it is, and you can understand it now. God loves his son forever, and his son returns his father's love forever. The real world is the way that leads you to remembrance of the one thing that is wholly true and wholly yours. For all else you have lent yourself in time, and it will fade. But this one thing is always yours, being the gift of God onto his Son. Your one reality was given you, and by it God created you as one with him. You will first dream of peace and then awaken to it. Your first exchange of what you made for what you want is the exchange of nightmares for the happy dreams of love. In these lie your true perceptions, for the Holy Spirit corrects the world of dreams where all perception is. Knowledge needs no correction. Yet the dreams of love lead unto knowledge. In them you see nothing fearful, and because of this they are the the welcome that you offer knowledge. Love waits on welcome, not on time, and the real world is but your welcome of what always was. Therefore, the call of joy is in it, 
and your glad response is your awakening to what you have not lost. Praise, then, the Father for the perfect sanity of his most holy Son. Your Father knoweth that you have need of nothing. In heaven this is so, for what could you need in eternity? In your world you do need things. It is a world of scarcity in which you find yourself because you are lacking. Yet can you find yourself in such a world? Without the Holy Spirit, the answer would be no. Yet because of him, the answer is a joyous yes. As mediator between the two worlds, he knows what you have need of and what will not hurt you. Ownership is a dangerous concept if it is left to you. The ego wants to have things for salvation, for possession is its law. Possession for its own sake is the ego's fundamental creed, a basic cornerstone in the churches it builds to itself. And at its altar, it demands you lay all of the things it bids you get, leaving you no joy in them. Everything the ego tells you that you need will hurt you. For although the ego urges you again and again to get, it leaves you nothing. For what you will, for what you get it will demand of you. And even from the very hands that grasped it, it will be wrenched and hurled into the dust. For where the ego sees salvation, it sees separation. And so you lose whatever you have gotten in its name. Therefore, ask not of yourself what you need, for you do not know, and your advice to yourself will hurt you. For what you think you need will merely serve to tighten up your world against the light and render you unwilling to question the value that this world can really hold for you. Only the Holy Spirit knows what you need, for he will give you all things that do not block the way to light. And what else could you need? In time, he gives you all the things that you need have and will renew them as long as you have need of them. He will take nothing from you as long as you have any need of it. And yet he knows that everything you need is temporary and will but last until you step aside from all your needs and realize that all of them have been fulfilled. Therefore, he has no investment in the things that he supplies except to make certain that you will not use them on behalf of lingering in time. He knows that you are not at home there, and he wills no delay to wait upon your joyous homecoming. Leave, then, your needs to him. He will supply them with no emphasis at all upon them. What comes to you of him comes safely, for he will ensure it never can become a dark spot, hidden in your mind and kept to hurt you. 
Under his guidance, you will travel light and journey lightly. For his sight is ever on the journey's end, which is his goal. God's son is not a traveler through outer worlds. However holy his perception may become, no world outside himself holds his inheritance. Within himself, he has no needs, for light needs nothing but to shine in peace and from itself to let the rays extend in quiet to infinity. Whenever you are tempted to undertake a useless journey that would lead away from light, remember what you really want and say, the Holy Spirit leads me unto Christ and where else would I go? What need have I but to awake in him? Then follow him in joy with faith that he will lead you safely through all dangers to your peace of mind this world may set before you. Kneel not before the altars to sacrifice and seek not what you will surely lose. Content yourself with what you will as surely keep and be not restless, for you undertake a quiet journey to the peace of God, where he would have you be in quietness. In me, you have already overcome every temptation that would hold you back. We walk together on the way to quietness that is the gift of God. Hold me dear, for what except your brothers can you need? We will restore to you the peace of mind that we must find together. The Holy Spirit will teach you to awaken onto us and to yourself. This is the only real need to be fulfilled in time. Salvation from the world lies only here. My peace I give you. Take it of me in glad exchange for all the world has offered but to take away. And we will spread it like a veil of light across the world's sad face in which we hide our brothers from the world and it from them. We cannot sing redemption, redemption's hymn alone. My task is not completed until I have lifted every voice with mine. And yet it is not mine, for as it is my gift to you, so was it the Father's gift to me, given me through his Spirit. The sound of it will banish sorrow from the mind of God's most holy Son, where it cannot abide. Healing in time is needed, for joy cannot establish its eternal reign where sorrow dwells. You dwell not here, but in eternity. You travel but in dreams while safe at home. Give thanks to every part of you that you have taught how to remember you. Thus does the Son of God give thanks unto his Father for his purity.